0: there. I'm board certified professional organizer, Kathy Burns. I'm really glad you're here. This podcast is designed for busy entrepreneurs just like you who want to take better control of your business and move forward with less stress and more success. If this is your first time listening, then thanks for coming. The Organized Energized Podcast is produced for your enjoyment and show notes are found at thepodcast.organizedandenergized.com. Come back often and feel free to add this podcast to your favorite RSS feed or iTunes. You can also follow me on Twitter at Organized Energy and Facebook. All links are in the show notes. Now let's get into the show. Hi, everyone. I am back and I am with Holly Chantel. She's a messaging expert and she's going to teach us how to reach out and really, really connect with our clients. So, Welcome, Holly. I'm so glad you're here. I'm so glad I'm here. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So, talk to me about this journey that you've been on as an entrepreneur. Where where did you come from, and how did you land on this messaging? Because you're really, really good at it. So, how how did that all evolve?
1: Yeah. So, I got my start back in 2009, and at the time, I was uh, struggling, like a lot of folks are, with uh, what is it like? Who did I want to serve? What did I want to do? And um, ended up, I wanted to start off business coaching. But um, I was 24. People really didn't take me seriously. I had zero experience. I can't really blame them. Uh, So I actually went into website design first because it was something that uh, was tangible. They got an outcome. I had a little bit of a track record um, with a previous business where I was, I'd built my own website and I was getting clients. Uh, I was the only one in the company that would get my clients through my own website so it was a direct sales like home party company oh. and um partnered up with a artist who because i'm not artistic <laughs> I partnered up with an artist so he did the design and i did the strategy and through that i began to develop systems for what to put on your website and um, how to structure the website and how to create that user experience um, really just in the trenches with people as we're going through that development process, because if any of you have been through a website development process, you know that it's much more intensive than you probably expected. Mm -hmm. And so my clients would come in and we would take, you know, six months, 12 months to complete a website because there were so many decisions that needed to be made. Mm -hmm. So I started putting systems in place for creating, making those decisions and writing the copy and doing all those things. And, um, Shortened our timelines from, you know, six to 12 months down to three months, which meant we could do more websites. And since then, my partner and I split ways. He retired from design and is now doing something else. And I have stuck with the copywriting, messaging, website strategy side of things.
0: That is so smart. Uh, first off, what I notice is you delegated, you find someone to do that you, what you couldn't do. A lot of entrepreneurs, I think when we start, we think, oh, okay, I have to design it too. I have to do that too. So for starters, you're a smart girl and started out perfectly. And everybody should remember that. Like if you start a business, even though you know what you want to do, you don't have to do it all right from the start. So that was brilliant. Um, and Yeah, I have- when
1: you find those people that like just really compliment what you're doing really well, like. Talk to them about partnering because that that really happened organically. I knew his wife, who was also in the direct sales company that I was in, and uh, she had asked me to do some work on her website. And she came to me with this gorgeous design, and I was like, "I need to know who did this." And she said, "Oh, it's my husband, <laughs> but he doesn't develop websites, so can you build it for me?" And I said, "If he promises to work with me <laughs> on other you're, clients." You're like yeah, <laughs> it ended up it. being a really good. It ended up being like a seven year partnership.
0: I love that. And it helped him expand and grow and it helped you expand and grow. And oh boy, I remember my very first website in when without like 2003, it was excruciating. Um, you know, there was so involved and I would have loved to have someone like you lead me down the road to creating the, be- the best website in the shortest amount of time because there's so many decisions and so many left turns, right turns and who knows? I mean, when you're first launching a business, you don't know what you're supposed to be saying, right? <laughs> even,
1: even when you're rebranding and you've been in business for a while, it's, you, you'd be surprised if, if, how uh, suddenly it feels like you don't know anything. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Even, though, even though you've been in business for a long time.
0: If you're too close to the topic. You know, right. you're way too close to the topic to even have objectivity about, you know, what am I, is that message okay? I don't know. <laughs> you know? Um, yeah, I am with you on that. So um, if you were to do this again, I think you did it so smartly. What's the first thing that you would do? Would you do it the same way or would you go into it a different way now that you're looking back from 2009?
1: You mean if, if I were to restart my business? Yeah, yeah. So that's, that's an interesting question. I'm not sure I would do anything differently, you know, for that kind of quintessential reason that I don't think I'd be where I am right now if I did. Um, but the, uh, sorry, I don't know if you can hear my dog barking. I think I'm getting oh. mail or something. No, I'm surprised you <laughs> so, come with your headsets on. <laughs> <We can't. laughs> She's just saying hello to the mail person. <laughs> um, so I'm not sure I would do anything differently because the way my business unfolded was very organic. And I'm one, I'm someone that really follows my intuition and kind of follows, um, you know, I have a, a plan of where I want to go, but I kind of let it unfold as, as it does to get to where I want. So now, you know, back then in 2009, if I were to write down like what I wanted my life to look like at this point, I'm absolutely there. And (laughs) I have, you know, I have my kids, I have a a dream house, I have, you know, I'm working 20 hours a week, I'm making the money that I want to make. And I don't think I'd want to change anything, just in case, you know,
0: none of that, (laughs) some some of those things didn't pan out. I love that. So yeah, I mean, you were very smart from the very beginning, just being really strategic about it. So what would be your best piece of advice for others who want to go on to this journey of becoming an entrepreneur? Perhaps they're there and they're just not quite there yet. What would you suggest that they do?
1: Yeah. So knowing, knowing where you're headed is probably the most important piece, not just like financial goals and like what's on paper, but really qualitative things like uh, what what do you value in how you're spending your time? Um, what do you value outside of your business? Are there causes that you want to be contributing to? And, and really what does your business feel like? And, and what do your clients feel like, like working with them? And really just understanding on a fundamental level what it is, what it is you want to be doing. Cause I feel like we go into business with a goal of starting a business and meeting certain financial metrics. And what happens is we start settling on what's going to be the easiest path to meeting those goals. And you can very easily get and take, get taken off course and end up with a business that's successful on paper, but doesn't necessarily feel awesome to be in. And that's where people ended up, end up burned out. That's where you end up um, realizing that you've kind of built a job for yourself and you're very trapped. So if you can make decisions upfront onto what you want how you want um, everything to be, it'll help you make decisions down the line that are completely in alignment with that. So prime example is like marketing can be a double-edged sword for some folks. Uh, it's, it's that necessary evil that you need to do in order to grow your business, but a lot, of the, a lot of different methods don't feel great to do. Then there's reasons for that. If it's not natural for your communication style, you're having to be pushed too far out of your comfort zone or straight up feels manipulative, you're moving away from what's natural for you, and you're going to end up creating, um, one, it's probably not going to be as successful as it could be, and two, you're creating a job for yourself that's not really that satisfying. On the other hand, if you know what your communication style is, if you know uh, what you value and and the lines you're not going to cross in your marketing and, and um, how, like, what's a good step out of your comfort zone and what's a, maybe I shouldn't be doing this step out of my comfort zone. When you can identify those things, you'll continually make the right choices that will move you in the direction you're on your head much more quickly.
0: Mm, That's fantastic. Being an architect of your destiny by knowing in advance where you want to go is what I'm hearing. And I think you're right. I think as entrepreneurs, we're just like, we have this message. This is what we want to do, but we don't take a stop back to see how do we want to be doing it?
1: (laughs) part of it's just you don't know what you don't know so you're like you're kind of put into these situations where you're making decisions and you don't have all the information you don't know what it's going to look like you don't know what it's going to feel like so you're listening to experts and you're giving away a lot of your power by listening to what other people are telling you to do and it isn't until you actually have experience that you realize oh in hindsight maybe that isn't how I would do it I would do it this way Mm -hmm. Um, so that's like when I'm working with emerging entrepreneurs, one of the things we do is we create a compass that is, we call it your brand compass, but it really is, does this align with my personality? Does this align with the promise and that mission that, that I have for my clients and why I want to work with them in the first place? Is it following my unique philosophy and my methods? And it what it does is it helps you make decisions to make sure that you're not being let off into a distraction that is actually taking you away from your goals. And also, you know, maybe it's going to reach your goals, uh, but doesn't really align with your personality and who you are. So you're making things a lot harder for yourself. And just having something like that, like that little gut check as you're making decisions, can really, really help streamline your path to where you're going.
0: Yeah, because there's so many different ways to do it. And there's so many experts that say, this is the way, this is the way. I mean, I've been sidetracked so much uh, in the past by going one way and then going another way. And, you know, this expert said, this is the only way to go. And uh, yeah, I agree. Having that compass, I think, is, is extraordinary to really kind of say, okay, yeah, this is, this does feel organic to me. This does feel like authentic. Um, yeah, it's really good advice. So I know pre-show, you were saying that you got very organized and, uh, I'm very interested. Of course, anytime I hear that word, it's like, what's your tool, Holly? What's your favorite organizing tactic or device that you use in your life right now that works for you?
1: So Trello, yeah. Free, like it's where my brain is. <laughs> Me too. Trello, is, Trello and uh, Google, Google docs are like my two go-to's at this point. Took me a long time to get on board with Google Docs. I don't really like how it's organized so much, but I've been using it quite a bit. But yeah, Trello is a um, kind of like sticky notes, but you can get them on all your devices and it syncs through on every device. So I have my to-do list there. I have my, uh, my network. So I have a lot of JV partners and my networks there who I'm meeting with, who I need to reach out to, who I need to follow up with, like everything is there. And um, it, makes, it makes such a big difference because I, I have three kids, I you know, sleep very little, <laughs> I cram a lot of work into four hours a day, and I forget things if they're not specifically written down. So that, that's, like I said, it's kind of my brain on the computer so that when I turn off my computer, I can turn off my brain and focus on other things and know that I'm not going to miss something.
0: Yeah, I love Trello and I agree. It is like the place to put everything. And I like the fact that you can do different boards for different segments of your business. You know, I have a podcast board. I have a regular website board. I have my marketing board. So I have all the different things in your right, you can brain dump. And I love the fact that you can collaborate and tag mm-hmm your team within it so i can write something and say okay you know here this person read this here's the document and this other person please post it so yeah trello is brilliant and i agree with you about google drive and you know i'm getting into it um and I'm learning now how to organize, you know, docs better <laughs> because you're right. At the beginning, it was a little bit inorganic, just like Gmail. When you first start on Gmail, you know, it's a little bit weird. You're like, what is Gmail? Right.
1: You're kind of relying on the search feature, which makes sense because it's Google. But I feel like I would just match rather like just know how to find something in my folders than to have to know, okay, what? what did I write in that document that would, would pull up just that document <laughs> so that I can search for it? So I've gotten very good at labeling things, um, but when you're sharing documents with different people, you don't always have control over you know, what everything's labeled as.
0: Exactly. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I love Trello too. Thanks for bringing that up. And for anybody who's out there checking it out, you know, Trello is free to start out with. So everybody can have Trello and check it out and see if that works. There's so many different ways to be organized with your brain. Like I, because I agree with you, Holly, that it's like a place to put my brain, you know, whatever one is going to resonate with you is going to be the one that works. So there's no, no one perfect Uh, app, but Trello is a great place to start. Um, So tell me about a time before you were uber organized and only working 20 hours a week. God love you. That's great. Um, Tell me whenever you felt overwhelmed and you were stuck in busyness uh, or whenever it still happens, because I'm sure it still happens to you. What do you do to kind of defrag and take a step back and, and get your bearings?
1: So I make lists. That's, that's how I get on overwhelmed. Um, Because normally what's happening, if I'm feeling overwhelmed, is that I'm trying to just hold too many things at once. It's kind of like you're spinning a lot of plates. And you're not sure you you start, I get panicky when I start forgetting things. Because it's like, what am I missing? And it's that that just eerie feeling that there's something I'm supposed to be doing, there's something I'm supposed to be remembering, but I'm not. But if you if I sit down and list it all out, then I usually realize that okay, all of this is pretty doable. Now that I have a list, I can check them off. I can reprioritize them. Not everything is going to take me hours to do. Some things will take a few minutes and I can check them off right now. But that for me, just having it all on paper in a visual way is um, invaluable. And it just helps kind of calm that spaz a little bit and get everything in order so I can feel really good about what I'm moving forward with.
0: That's what I was going to ask you, if you use pen and paper for your list or if you use another app or uh, is it pen and paper for you?
1: So it depends. Um, I have, (laughs) if I'm in my bedroom and spazzing, then I use pen and paper because I have notebooks everywhere. But in um, my business world, I have my iPad. Um, So for those of you that are watching on video, Uh I have an app called GoodNotes and Uh it works like... Yeah, you can't really see it. it's paper. It looks like paper. Um, but the GoodNotes app, you can create notebooks. And so all I have just like scratch paper, I have a notebook that's called scratch paper. And that's where I take notes. That's where I put lists, just brain dumps, etc. And then I also keep uh, a notebook for each of my clients so that all of their all of the material and all the things we've talked about are in one place. Um, and that's another really invaluable tool. Um, and I use, I use it for when I'm doing webinars, I can mark up PDFs. So I actually create my slides and export them as a PDF, put them in good notes, and then I can draw on them as I'm going, which is a really engaging way to present. Um, so that's another recommendation if people are looking for really sweet software for their iPad.
0: Yeah, that's sweet. Um, yeah, I use Evernote extensively. Um, but I don't know if there is actually the drawing capability in Evernote. So that's all I
1: check. think you can. But the GoodNotes is actually created for presenting. So what's cool about GoodNote is when you are um, presenting. So if I were to share my screen, you wouldn't see all the, con- all the controls. You would only see the slides. Sweet. And I feel like that's, that's really nice. It just makes it more, look more professional when you're presenting.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. That's amazing. Y'all check that out for sure. Um, good, good tips. We're learning all this juice today from this expert who is uh, branding and marketing and messaging. What I really like about you, Holly, is that a message is loud and clear on what you do and who you are. So um, yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, one question. What do you? What's the best piece of advice that you've received that sticks in your brain from time to time?
1: <laughs> and it
0: can be something that
1: came to mind. This is like totally so <laughs> random, but when you ask that question, first thing that came to mind was eat dessert first, and I don't know what that means. <laughs> 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 but eat divert- dessert first. So let's pretend that's a business aspect. We'll say that uh, focus on what you enjoy, <laughs> and the rest will follow.
0: Yes, yes. My
1: profound advice for the day.
0: <laughs> Eat dessert first. We're going to put that in the show notes because uh, I think that it, it actually follows your business model exactly. You know, like figure out where you want to go and enjoy being there even before you're there. Um, right.
1: You should enjoy every aspect of your business. If there's something that feels off burning you out, draining your energy, there's usually a solution to make that not feel like that anymore and actually become a very enjoyable aspect.
0: Yeah, I love it um okay good okay so I know that you have a valuable free resource for to ask to offer to people and we're going to put the link down below so talk to us about what uh what you're giving away Holly
1: yeah so I have a pdf called the buyer's arc and it's a marketing guide that um so let me just kind of give you the the premise behind it so when we're making decisions we go through a very distinct decision making process and when someone's looking to hire you for your services, they're going through the exact same process. So the buyer's arc is what I'm calling that process. And the, the PDF will kind of show you what are the different decision points that they're making. And then how do you align your marketing with those decision points so that you can kind of guide the person through their decision in a very empowering way. So we're not using scarcity, we're not creating pressure or any marketing tactics but we're really empowering them with the information they need at every turn so that they can make an informed decision and positioning your product or service in the best way possible for what their situation is.
0: Yeah, I I love that. And I was just checking it out uh, pre-interview and it's really, really a valuable resource. And I think no matter where we are in business, it's very, you can use it like if you're an old season professional or brand new starting out. It's going to make sense. Um, And I think it's going to help you be authentic, which I think authenticity is really the magnet of of all, you know, you want to draw to people that are attracted to you, not that you're wrangling them in and trying to, you know, hold them to you. (laughs) You want those who want to be like magnets to you, right? You want to be right.
1: and yeah. I just want to mention the URL is buyersarc.com just for those that aren't actually on the page. Buyersarc.com Perfect. will get you there. Perfect. Go to buyersarc.com
0: and if you see it somewhere you can download it, um that's fantastic. Well, Holly, I really appreciate your time and uh I always enjoy speaking with you and I always learn something. So thank you so much for being on the show. Everybody make sure to grab the buyer's arc. It will help you no matter where you are in your business. Um, Even if you haven't even started, it'll just help you get clarity. And thanks a lot, Holly, for being on the show.
1: Yeah, thank you for having me. And everyone have an awesome day.
0: Hey, thanks for listening to this podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you wanna hear more, feel free to subscribe on the platform of your choice. Also, if you feel so inclined, I would truly appreciate a good rating from you to me. Have a stellar day.